Count my blessings till they're really high What a life I've been seeing we could really die It be looking good in pictures after we be crying Make me think of how it feels to crucify Messiah Yes, you are from Adonai, Ibn Elohim David, sing a song for me like 51 A 23 and the one that I've been sent to be Foreign language, what you're talking don't make sense to me Heart beating, I've been praying for a steady one Registration, I've been pinning as a ready one I've been thinking that the last boss already called And I've been thinking in the last days the game is Then back to one Got my blessings to the really high Or the light I've been seeing we could really die It be looking good in pictures after we be crying It made me think of how it feels We can call him yes, you are from out of nine Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Gifted Connection podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying the series uh, Underdeveloped. We're going to go into part three. Um, Once again, keep sharing the show, spread the show. Uh, If you haven't already gone to uh, Apple Podcasts and left uh, a review and a rating, a review and a rating uh, will take three, four, five stars, whatever it is. Uh, Be honest about it. Uh, Be honest in your ratings and reviews this helps the show uh get more traction and gain a little footing uh it's doing very well but i just believe we can do more we can push it uh i get dms all of the time saying that this blessed me and this helped me and i'm so glad you said this and i play you on my drive to work and i play you right before i go to bed and i hear all kind of just testimonies Let's put those on uh, on the computer screens so other people can say, maybe this is something I need to play or something I need to hear. Uh, and I have to do a good job, a better job rather, about sharing it myself. Uh, I, I let people get blessed by it and I, I turn my head a lot of times. Uh, and I talk about that, how uh, sometimes I'm not as excited about the gift as other people are. So I've been trying to do better and post more about it as well. But I'm asking you, uh, the gifted family, to just spread this thing and let's move it uh this series i'm in love with because i'm learning more about me the season i'm in and i'm hoping that you're learning uh, about yourself as well we're gonna get into part three and the reason we call this underdeveloped it's not uh to shade you or you know take a slight or dig at you but there are things that you're gonna have to know about yourself okay there are things and blind spots and weak areas that you can't see uh simply put there are gaps you have to fill on your way to purpose but there are certain gaps that have to be filled in a certain season and it's not your winning season during development we're just going to develop so we can be winners the goal is to win but you don't want to go into a game not knowing about yourself everybody teaches you about your opponent This series teaches you about you. So when you face your giant, you can slay your giant. That's what we want to do. When we face our giant, we want to slay our giant. And it's too late to learn how to use a slingshot once you see Goliath. You're going to have to know that before you see him. Okay? So that's why the first 
uh, installment of this series, we talked about skill set because it's too late to learn how to use your slingshot, how to sling your rocks. Once you face your giant, it's too late. Let's develop before the fight. And so this series is just about us learning us and knowing us and being a better us. So on our way to purpose, on our way to destiny, once we get there, okay, once we get where we're going, we're developed. And so in this season, I want to be developed. So when God grants me and gives me what's mine, what he said is already mine, what's been promised to me, that I'm the person that can keep it. Okay. You want to be the person that can keep what God is ready to give you already. He created you. So it's not that you're not worthy of it. Please write this down. I'm worthy of everything God said. You're worthy of it. Just because God said you were good. When he created you, you were good. Your past can't make you unworthy. Your mistakes can't make you unworthy. Your yesteryears can't make you unworthy. Things you've chosen, your sins you've committed, you're worthy. But let me tell you what kills purpose. People who aren't developed, people who aren't ready. There are people in perfect uh, situations, but their lack of development is what causes them to lose opportunities. It, they can't you can't seize an opportunity if you're not developed. You can see it. You can't seize it, which means you can't grab it, because even if you grab it, it'll slip right through your hands because you have a weak spot. You have a blind spot. You have you, you cut corners and you don't even realize it. OK, so underdeveloped the series part three. I think you're going to love this. I think this is going to bless you. Uh, I love the word of God. I love teaching it. I, I love how things just jump out at you. Uh, I, I've, I've taught this text a few times and I haven't really looked at it from the perspective that I'm going to look at it from today. But uh, this is about our gifts and our callings. And so this is crucial. Underdeveloped part three is going to be crucial. Uh, meet me over in Exodus. That's what you say when you preach and meet me. Meet me turn, if you will. But no, if you have a Bible. If you have the Bible app on your phone uh, and the reason I'm saying this is because we have to start uh, putting God in our equations. OK, everybody can uh, inspire you and motivate you and rah-rah you. OK, anybody can do that. But you have to understand you don't make it. You don't make it. OK. Without God, you don't make it. If it's God ordained, you don't make it without God. Now, things of the earth you can have. But if it's purposeful and it's uh, going to be given and granted by God, you're going to need him to get it. OK, and God wants you to be developed. So when we start telling people, oh, you need to do this, you need to get the skill, you need to do this. I'm talking about purposeful things. OK, I'm not just telling you to go take a class somewhere because that might be a trade that you need alongside purpose. But when you get into what God would have you to do about your life's work you have to make sure you're developed and that you can you can keep it okay we don't just want to know our purpose we want to control uh, all of the elements that come with purpose so this series underdeveloped is about that and so uh i'm hoping that you're playing this um and getting it and, and journaling and writing uh, you can write me about it. You can I, I put my Facebook out there, my IG, my Twitter. Uh, if you have, you know, just something you want to add to it. But this to me is a series that you can take with you the rest of your life 
because development never stops. Write that down. Development never stops. It never stops because you're getting older and you're going to be faced with more challenges. You're going to be thrown in different environments. Y'all remember um, childhood wasn't like our adolescence in our teenage years. Our teenage years wasn't like our 20s. Our 20s, they show nothing like our 30s. And I can't speak on anything past that, so I ain't going to try. But you have to understand that um, every season requires a different a different you. Every season will require a different you. And that's that's a tough reality. I had to face that reality. I used to beat myself up and say, well, I'm not this person anymore. Or, man, I wish I could go back to 25. You know, me and me and my uh, my best friend, Philip, we talk about that all the time. Man, if we could just get 10 years back, eight years back. And I remember thinking one time I said that and as it was coming out of my mouth, I was thinking, bro, what would you do with it? You know, you <laughs> you know so much now you wouldn't even be able to you wouldn't even want to be in that season anymore. You know, you have to use the you that you are now to capitalize in the season that you're in now. OK, the you that you are now is for where you are now. I know I'm throwing a lot out there, but you have to understand that. And so ain't no ain't no turning back. Ain't no going back. We're only going forward from here. And so when I'm 40 years old, when I'm 50, if the Lord grants me those years, it's going to require me to develop and grow into a 40 and 50 year old, you know? So every season will require some, uh, form that you'd had to, you've had to grow into. So you have to embrace it, but you also have to study you to know the gaps to fill. This series is just about the gaps and what we want to do. We want to fill the gaps. Okay. So underdeveloped part three, I want to show you something in Exodus 8, Exodus 18, rather. Y'all go to Exodus 18. I told you to get the Bible app or whatever. Hopefully you, you own one. And if you don't, we have a phone and these phones are, they too good, y'all. It's too good. You have it in your hand all the time. It's, it's a luxury now that we can walk around with the word of God in our hands, in our hands at all time in our pockets, you know, and hopefully that translate you know translates into you just having it on your mind to where i've seen these texts so much you know they're on my heart but in exodus 18 uh moses's father-in-law comes so last time we were in exodus 16 now we're in 18 okay his father-in-law jethro remember when he ran away and left after he killed the egyptian and he and he uh works for jethro and he learns he learns how to shepherd uh sheep he learned that's his first um, encounter with shepherding because you need to have a skill set of shepherding if you're going to go back and free Israel. <laughs> so he learns how to be over sheep so he can uh, turn that into being over people. Being over sheep is going to translate into being over people. And so don't uh, don't don't look down on or discredit former seasons of your life when you thought you were less than that job you hated. That was paying you nothing and paying you pennies. It might that might have been your sheep job. That might have been your sheep job. I've had a sheep job before. I've had a few sheep jobs. I've had some uh, sheep friendships. I've had um, sheep moments in a relationship where I realized I needed to learn this so I could love them this way. I needed to go through this so I could I could be better for them in this aspect. So Moses 
he learns his uh, his sheep moment is under Jethro. Well, Jethro is his father-in-law, and now he's coming to visit. And Jethro peeps something. He finds out something about Moses that I think you and I, we need to discover in ourselves. We need the eyes of Jethro to look at us. And he searched him just in a quick moment. Because let me tell you this. People who love you can see things you can't see. Okay? People who really love you, they can see things you can't see. Y'all have to understand this. This is why you need people around you who know you, not who are a fan of you. Okay? In this season of my life, I don't need a fan. I don't need anybody to rah-rah and whoop-whoop me. <laughs> In this season, I need people who have eyes that love me because eyes that love me can tell me about me. They can tell me some things that I can't always see about me. People who love you can tell you where you're not developed. Real love can tell you where you're not developed. Real love can tell you what? Where you're underdeveloped. Real love sees weak areas. Real love sees weak areas. Real love exposes weak areas, but it doesn't manipulate. Okay? Real love can say you're insecure, but I'm not going to use it against you. Real love exposes weak areas. It doesn't extort them. Real love exposes weak areas, but it doesn't extort them. It doesn't say I can see this about you and I'm going to use it to my gang. That's not love. That's manipulation. And that manipulation will usually turn into abuse. But people who really love you, whether it's your friends, your uh, parents, your siblings, sometimes it's co-workers, uh, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives. A lot of times you get into it the most with these people because they have eyes that can see what you can't see. And while everybody else is celebrating you, they correcting you. While everybody else is, is clapping for you, they critiquing you. Why? Because real love can see what you can't see. Real love exposes weak areas. It does not extort them. Real love exposes weak areas. Okay. But it does not extort them. It doesn't manipulate. It doesn't use it for their gain. It uses it for your gain. It tells you, if you do this, you'll be better. So Jethro comes on the scene. He, he hadn't seen Moses in a while. He comes on the scene and he visits him because he's visiting his, his, his grandkids. And he's visiting Moses in Exodus 18. And he, he notices him. Look at this. Exodus 18, verse 13. It says, on, it says, on the next day, Moses sat and served as judge settling disputes among the people those with grievances surrounded him from sunrise to sundown waiting to present their case jethro noticed all that moses was doing for the people highlight that jethro said what do you think you're doing why are you the only one who is able to judge the disputes of all these people who surround you from sunrise to sundown moses said these people come to me seeking direction from God. Verse 16, it says, uh, when two people are arguing and can't resolve their differences, they come to me and I settle the matter. I settle the matter between them. This is one way I help God's people understand his requirements and instructions. And Jethro said, what you are doing is not good for you. See y'all, people who love you, they tell you that. They tell you what Jethro said in 17. What you are doing is not good for you. 
Verse 18. The responsibility is just too much. You are going to wear yourself out. Not only that, Jethro said, he said, you're going to wear out the people too. He said, you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to wear out the people. You can't do it all by yourself. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. So listen up and God will be with you. He said, you should represent the people before God and carry their concerns to him. Teach them God's requirement and pass on his laws. Show them the right way to live and the kind of work they should be doing. As for all the other duties you have taken on, choose competent leaders who fear God, love truth, despise dishonesty, and won't take bribes. After you divide and subdivide all the people into various groups of a thousand, hundred, fifty, and ten, put the men of integrity you selected in charge of the various groups and let these righteous leaders be ready to judge the people whenever it is necessary if there's some major problem they can bring that to you otherwise these select leaders ought to be able to handle the minor problems and this will be much easier for you and they will help you carry this burden he said if you do what i advise and God directs you, then you will be able to handle pressure. Verse 23 said, if you do what I advise and God directs you, then you will be able to handle pressure. Not only that, but all these people standing around needing help, they will be able to return to their tents at peace. I think verse 23 just, just jumped out at me. He said, if you do this under God, You'll be able to handle pressure. What Jethro noticed about Moses was at some point you're going to burn out. He's trying to prevent Moses from burnout. Why? Because you can't afford to burn out on your way to purpose. You can't afford. We ain't got close to the promised land. You can't burn out. Not you. Jethro loved him enough to say, while what you're doing is right it's not effective what was he trying to tell him moses you can't do everything you need a team you're underdeveloped because you're trying to do everything and you don't realize you need a team what you lack in this season is a team i don't care how good the gift is I don't care how good the vision, how clear it was. I don't care how much you love the Lord. You cannot do it without the people that God created. Okay. This is what we call a uh, commission. It's people who can accompany you on your mission. It's I serve your mission. My gift actually helps your mission. So we have what we call a commission because I, I'm trying to tell y'all you can't do it all and this is really hard because you want to do it all it's your vision you know if you somebody like me I know how I like stuff done I'm very very particular when it comes to certain things concerning uh just the ministry concerning my call concerning my purpose and if it gets down to my brand I like I like a certain aesthetic I like a look 
I like to put stuff out the right way. I'm very, you know, I, 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 I'm, ooh, I, I get tight about certain things. And so I'm one of those people. If I'm going to get it done right, I'm going to do it. But I'm also a perfectionist. So I'll overdo it. I'll take too long to do it. And this is what Jethro's saying. Moses, what you're doing is you're, 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 my daddy would call this, you're majoring in the minors. <laughs> he said, why are you so busy trying to help them learn God's will? He said, you'd do better off teaching a few men God's will and letting them do the things that you're doing while you're trying to judge them. He said, if you could teach what you know to 10 people you trust, to 20 people you trust, to 50 people you trust, and let them and divide it up. He said, because what you're doing is you're going to have to sit here all day. What Jethro noticed was when you don't have a team, you take all day to do the wrong thing. When you don't have a team, you take all day to do the wrong thing. Okay. What do I mean? Jethro said, You've been sitting there from sunrise to sundown, which means all you've done all day long was judge the people. <laughs> and that ain't going to get you to purpose while it may you make. I see how you justifying it, but that ain't going to get you to purpose. What he said is, if it's just about judging the people, why don't you teach people how to judge? Why don't you just teach people? honest integrity he said they despise dishonesty he said why don't you why don't you build up people who can do the job so when you get burned out <laughs> you got people what he said is why don't you teach people who can do the job so you can do the necessary things okay you're the leader and if you're the leader what y'all gonna have to understand is leaders don't do everything Okay, leaders don't do everything. Leaders do the necessary things. Leaders do the necessary things. They don't do everything. And you're going to get burnt out trying to do everything. Why? Because it's going to take you all day to do that. And sunrise to sundown in that text means you're going to have to exert energy all day for one thing. He said, if you could teach men to do it for you. Okay, this is why your passion and purpose has to be bigger than you, because you have to be able to reproduce who you are in other people. A good leader can reproduce who they are in somebody else. They can bring out the best in that person, but they drop off seeds of themselves. Okay, your <laughs> your conviction about God, you can drop off in them. Moses, if you know these laws so well, you can drop it off in them. But where you're going to mess up is trying to do everything and it's taking you all day to do everything. You're going to burn out. And Jethro, people like Jethro, people who love us, they save us from burnout. If you're going to avoid burnout, you're going to need a team. If you're going to get to purpose, if you're going to get to promise, you're going to need a team. You can't do it all. You're underdeveloped because you believe because I'm doing the right thing. It's right for me to do everything. Because I'm doing the right thing It's right for me to do everything And if you're going to do everything It's going to end up being too much 
and it's going to actually equate into doing nothing because you're going to burn out. That's why Jethro said these words. He said, it's not good for you. What he was saying was, it's not uh, not good for you to do this. What he said was, this is going to weigh on you. Jethro was looking down the line and looking down the road at Moses's fatigue levels, at his mental health, at his physical ability. He said, sunrise to sundown, you got to sit here all day and you got to do this thing constantly and you're not going to be able to do the essentials. He says, oh, I get what's going to happen. At some point, you're going to tap out. People who love you save you from tapping out. You need a Jethro in your life. Why? Because they love you enough to say, get a team. You can't do it all. And I can tell you, be strategic in how you pick your team. He told him how to pick a team. He told. So you don't just have to have everybody who want to be around you. But you need to have the strategic, the right people. And let's 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 just get let's just break it down. Just just look at branding. OK, I'm a, I'm the type of person. I do all my own stunts and it kills me. It kills me. When you have to do the video, when you have to do the graphic design, when you have to do the logo, when you have to type up the post, when you have to do it, 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 it kills me to do all my own stunts. And you don't and you will burn out. You don't get no praise for that. I noticed when we when we started uh, uh, No Filter Bible Study in Mesquite, Texas, I remember saying to myself, this is only going to work if I don't have to do everything. And so. I got my team together. We called ourselves the dream team. Okay. And they got the building. They got the food. They got the uh, journals. They did. I mean, they got the shirts. They had everything ready. And all I had to do was come in there and teach. All I had to do was have my slides ready. All I had to do uh, was be faithful to the word of God. When you have a team, it takes pressure off of you. Pressure. Where do we see that word? In this text, Jethro said, You'll be able to handle pressure. Pressure is coming. Pressure has to be applied by you, but pressure is a force on the opposite end too. Going into purpose will require you to run into some pressure. You're going to be under pressure. That's a whole nother series under pressure. And I can't wait to do it, <laughs> but you're going to be under pressure. Okay. Pressure is applied by you, but you will also be under pressure on your way to purpose. You want to be able to handle pressure, get you a team. If you want to be able to handle pressure, you're going to have to be honest about who's around you and who's not around you. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to be fair with yourself and say, I can't do everything because you can't. I know, and I know that I'm hurting some of y'all and stepping on some of y'all toes because we've believed that uh, there's glory in the grind of doing it all. And it ain't. Jethro told us, if you want to be able to handle pressure, you have to put some people around you and you're going to have to let them do the, the minor so you can do the majors. Leaders do the majors. Leaders don't do the minors. They do the majors. Why? Because they have to preserve energy, energy or the pressure that's coming. See, some people can't handle pressure, but they can handle the minors. You're built to handle pressure, but you won't have the energy for pressure if you stay up from sunrise to sundown doing the things you don't need to do. And this 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 thing that Jethro sees, it applies in all of our 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 lives what Jethro is really saying is you have to have a system it's a team aspect but it's really a system you cannot do everything in one day is the first thing he tells Moses you can't spend all day doing one thing 
Leaders don't spend all day doing one thing. Please write that down. Leaders don't spend all day doing one thing, but leaders do the major things and not the minors. That's how they uh, divide their time up. Leaders know that time is the most precious commodity. Okay. Time is, is the most precious commodity. Okay. Tony Robbins used to teach that in his book. Uh, it's the commodity of Kings time. You can't get it back. You can't buy it. If you lose it, it's gone. It's the most precious commodity. And what you have to realize is if you spend all day doing one thing, if you spend all day doing one thing, you've lost time to do the main thing. You've lost time to do. This is what relationships are about. This is why two is better than one. This is why God said when he looked at Adam after Adam had all of that assignment and all of that dominion, he said he can't do that by himself. He needs somebody to relate to. He actually needs somebody to relate to. He also needs help. We're all we're made for a team. But we're also made for systems. Moses didn't have a system. OK, he had a good heart. And I'm telling you, I've been there before. Your good heart ain't going to be better than a system. Good hearts burn out. You'll get burned out if you don't have a system. Underdeveloped people have systems that they go by. And a part of a good system is a good team. You're underdeveloped because you don't have a good team. Let me tell you something. This is just crucial, though. Picking the wrong team will kill you, too. The wrong people will try to <laughs> try to do the majors and they're just built for the minors. But the wrong people will tear down purpose. So I get it. I'm on the I'm I'm, I'm I'll be on the fence about it too. I'll be on the fence because it's like, okay, who can I trust with my vision? Who can I trust with my calling? Who can I trust who love the Lord like I love him? That's what Moses is saying. But but Jethro tells him, you're gonna have to teach them. You have to get men who have integrity. And then you can trust them because they they're serving God. This is how you know if a person is right for your team or your system. Y'all have the same values. If y'all have the same values, they can be on your team. If you have the same values, they can be on your team because the right values will fit in the right system. This is where you get a value system. The wrong values won't fit in your system. They have to have the values that you have. They have to have the values that you have and they have to have a love for you. Okay. Just like when you work with God, you have to have kingdom values and you have to love your father. What Jethro noticed was you got to have a system. And this goes down to relationships. The two of you have to have a system. You have to have some type of system. Relationships that don't have a system are underdeveloped and they usually can't make it to the next level or, or, or uh, they're on life support. Struggling. Because we don't have a system and we don't have a team. We're trying to do everything and we end up doing the wrong thing. We have to, we're trying to spend so much on this and spend so much on this and spend so much time on this that we can't grow in the right areas. Because from sunrise to sundown, we're doing the wrong things. Get you a team. I'm not saying go out and get anybody. I'm not saying take applications. What I'm saying is you're going to have to get people who have values that you have people who don't mind doing the minors 
leaders don't do everything and this kills me y'all this kills me with churches when preachers want to do everything when preachers want why would you preach three services <laughs> why 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 would you and i get it your voice is powerful and it's impactful but at some point you have to raise somebody to do the eight o'clock and then you do the 10 and somebody else do the 12 because you're gonna get burnt out trying to preach three and four times 52 sundays a year and then traveling in between but some people want to do the majors because the majors get the major applause but those people usually burn out when pressure comes they usually burn out before pressure comes because you you're not made to do everything god didn't make you to do everything he made one of you but he didn't make you to do everything he made one of you but you're not the only one that he made god made one of you but you're not the only one that he made to fit inside of your vision and purpose why because your purpose is for god and god is bigger than just you at some point your purpose is going to require you to have a team you shouldn't even want to do everything people who want to do everything i'd be wondering what's up are you power hungry because power hungry people they just want power and 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 they want power for the wrong reasons it fuels ego okay and ego uh uh a lot of authors describe it as this edging god out ego is about you learn the difference between somebody who has to do everything they have to do it because they have <laughs> they haven't implemented the team god hadn't placed the right people in their life or they don't feel like or they didn't know this about themselves it was a blind side versus people who want to do everything because they want to be the only one getting praise this is the thing if you're the only one getting praise you're going to be the only one getting the booze as well it's going to rise and fall on you and purpose isn't like that purpose rises and falls on god because god instills purpose and that's why jethro said when he closed that text out he says if you do this and god directs you you'll be able to handle pressure and your people can go home in peace what jethro noticed was when one person tries to do everything it's chaotic and there's no peace if you want peace stop trying to do everything get you a team now you can learn everything you don't have to do everything there are many things i know when i do a podcast i do the whole thing myself but i can't wait for the day god blesses me where somebody just says hey walk in here and record and leave i'd love it why it would save me hours and with hours i can do other things for my purpose during the season where I wasn't releasing podcasts, it's because I got burned out. I got burned out because it takes me a while because I'm the only me. People who are on YouTube who are vloggers, they usually have a, uh, you have some people who have a camera team. People who, people who are putting up videos every day, a lot of them have a camera team. They have an editing team team it just works better a lot of creatives though we don't want to release that and unleash that uh, y'all don't want to be honest with me and talk about it but a lot of us we're scared to release it because people don't do it like us or we're not let me tell you the major problem everybody's trying to use their gift on their own we're not partnering we're not partnering somebody has 
a gift that you need for your vision and then you have a gift that they need for their vision and so on and so on and so on we have to learn how to partner stop protecting what's yours because you're scared stop protecting what's yours because i don't know if i can trust them we need to start partnering with people a developed person makes healthy partnerships so they're not underdeveloped believing they have to do everything do y'all see this get you a jethro that can look at you and say this ain't good for you this isn't good for you and what they mean is i can see something you can't see i lived a little longer i probably burned out in a prior season i don't want you god's man god's woman god's child god's chosen to fall victim to burnout i don't want you to fall victim to burnout but you're so underdeveloped god can't even put you in that next season because he has to shatter the myth in your head that you have to do it all stop running around doing it all and release that release that to someone else i'm telling you a lot of people who are tired they're tired because from sunrise to sundown they're doing a minor that they believe is major moses believed this was major but it was minor jethro said other people can do that you just need to help them see that they can a part of being uh, developed is helping other people see where they can add value jethro helped moses to see moses you're better than that you can help people add value to the mission of promise instead of sitting here judging them help people add value a good person will say hey if you learn this you can sit in the seat i'm in oh man that's so good a developed person knows how to give you their seat <laughs> moses sat in the seat and judged from sunrise to sundown until jethro told him find you some people who can sit in this seat a developed person helps you get in the seat that they're in if that ain't blessing y'all i don't know what will a developed person gives up their seat so you can sit in it and do what they do well so they can do the essentials and everybody gets the purpose my god this text is so rich it's often overlooked but it's so rich because all of this happens after the red sea all of this happens after they get out from under pharaoh god tries to say these are the areas you need to develop and some of you had just gotten out of a storm you've just escaped a season where you didn't need to be but you haven't developed okay so for your business for your church uh with your gift with your relationship with your uh significant other develop and understand you may be doing a minor you may be doing a minor instead of doing it for her are doing it for them maybe help your girl see hey if you start thinking like this you don't even need me for this help your man see help your baby see hey babe you so good but if you see this i don't have to do it you don't have to be dependent on me because i'm going to add value i'm going to add so much value that you will think like me when i'm not around that's what that's what jethro was saying you're going to create little moseses so you don't have to sit in the seat they can occupy the space and it's just like you're there they can occupy the space because y'all share the same value system a good partner 
a good spouse will say, I want you to think on your own, but with the value systems of the relationship. What you do is you create a culture. Good teams, good systems, are good relationships are about the culture. What's the culture of your team? What's the culture of your relationship? What's the culture of your church? Because what they needed was a mosaic culture. What Jethro was trying to say was, it's one you, Moses, but if you create a culture, you don't have to sit here from sunrise to sundown and you can do the essentials. Your husband ain't got to do it all. Your wife ain't got to do it all. Your girl or your dude ain't got to do it all. Why? Because the relationship has a culture and we're under the same value system. I'm going to help you. I'm going to add, I'm going to add so much value to you that I'm going, we're going to be able to handle pressure. Why? Because we've added the value that develops us to where one person don't have to fill in one gap. This is where it causes strain. If I'm the only one filling this gap for so long, I'm strained. I feel this gap. I feel the emotional gap. I, I, I do this. When you start feeling like this, here I come. I do this. Let me help you and add value to you and create a relational culture. Let's create a marital culture. Let's create a parental culture. Let's create a business culture. A good manager can leave the office and it runs smooth. Okay. An insecure manager, no. An egotistical manager, no. But a good manager can walk away, can step away because he's created or she's created a culture. Jethro saying Moses create the culture of majors. So you don't have to minor. Moses create the culture of majors so you can stop doing the minors. You are underdeveloped because you don't have a team. Your prayer right now should be, Lord, send me my people. Send me people I can trust. Send me people who you trust. Send me people who love me and love you. Send me people who have the value system. But Lord, first release me from believing I have to do everything. Release me from believing that I have to do everything. I'm done with that. That's old news. I'm tired. I want to be free to do the right thing. I don't want to be bound by doing everything. I realize I'm underdeveloped and I need people. I need a system. I need a system that works without me sitting in one chair. Lord, teach me how to give up my seat. Teach me that my seat is not a throne. It's just a chair. But teach me that my seat isn't what elevates me. You do. So I can give up this seat and teach another person how to do something the same way and that everybody wins. Lord, create a culture of winners. We want everybody to win. It's a team victory. It's a kingdom victory. We want to win. And, 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 and Lord, we understand that winning comes if everybody does their part. And if everybody knows their part, everybody can do their part. Just teach me how to how to help them know it. Teach me how to educate my team so they know what to do when I'm not around. So they know what to do that helps. So they know how to add to the mission. Give me partnership. Lord, create partnership for me. Don't give me purpose and power and not give me partnership. But don't give me a partnership of people who don't know their purpose and then they abuse me. So, Lord, I'm just asking right now, develop in my mind that I need a team so I don't burn out. So I don't get too tired to do what you would have me to do. So I don't get too tired and we don't get to promise. I don't want to tap out and burn out and not be ready for pressure. Because I try to do everything. 
I'm done with that. I want to develop into a person that requires partnership. Lord, I need people. This is Underdeveloped, part three.